0: No intro tonight. <laughs> no intro tonight, bro. Just absolutely terrible, ladies and gentlemen. Dan Galinsky of King James Gospel is joining me tonight in place of Corey Walsh. Dan, you know you've been on this show a million times. I, I-, I love to open the show with the intro, but I can't do it tonight. I- I'm I'm beyond disappointed, honestly. Um, just not a lot of words. I mean, tonight was do or die for this team. And the Cavs did not respond like many of us believed they would. It, it was frustrating as hell. After returning winless from their trip to Madison Square Garden, I thought the Cavaliers would show some some grit, you know, some determination, some heart. No, just just did not happen. Uh, n- none of those things happened. If anything, they showed like they were ready to pack it up early, and that's what happened. I mean, the season is over. I'm gonna try not to be so reactionary as I've seen some fans be and wanting sweeping changes to the whole roster, but I cannot lie, some of the efforts out of specific players was just absolutely asinine tonight. And because of that, the Cavs lost this game and therefore suffered the dreaded gentleman sweep to the New York Knicks. So I just want to dig into the finer details of tonight's loss, uh, beginning with the lineup itself. Isaac Acquirel started the first two games of this series, barely played in game two after drawing some early fouls. That paved the way for Karis LeVert, who had a big game. That prompted JB to make a change heading into game three at the Garden, and there he would remain for the rest of the series. With that being said, my friend, do you agree with the starting lineup that JB wrote out there tonight? I I probably would say I do.
1: I I wasn't crazy on it from – even when he did it initially. Uh, I just think it kind of makes the bench devoid of having that kind of spark. And given that he did it the last two, uh, it would probably be thrown out of whack again if it were altered. I just personally, I, a lot of fans probably don't want to hear this, but I would have played the fro less. I mean, not, not exclusively that because uh, many probably would have, been on board with that but i would have prayed that played the throw less like much earlier on um and gotten stevens minutes at the four uh, i thought frankly tonight he, he it took too long for stevens to be in there
0: why the fuck did jb wait so and long to <sighs> put stevens in the game i
1: i'm not gonna be hammering jb as much as some others uh i, I think he needs another season Or at least, I I don't know, I I think he does. I think this was kind of a learning experience for him. As as stupid as that sounds, it had to be. Um, But they should have – there's tweaks throughout this game and others that needed to be made earlier rather than later, and they weren't. Um, That was one of them. I thought he could have helped them. Um, But the Brunson traps are like half traps. What? uh, they they played – this is going to sound so cliche. They played heartless tonight, and heartless in the sense that they didn't have one, not like they took it from somebody. Um, just, well,
0: just terrible. Nothing else to say, really. N- terrible. Perhaps no bigger indicator of that than the fact – get ready, Cavs fans. The Cavaliers were out-rebounded 60-fucking-two to 35. Sixty-two. Never even, I've never even heard of that before. Honestly. That's got to be some kind of record. I mean, at least in Cleveland, that's got to be. Oh, man, I'm stumbling over my words. I'm so frustrated. It's just Mitchell Robinson grabbed eighteen fucking rebounds, and most of them were of the offensive variety. It's just like put a body on this motherfucker.
1: Okay, further, I'm just gonna say one thing. Um, shout out to the Cavs, the blog guys. Um, listen like. This is like a fan-sided podcast. Um, I can't remember which one of them said. If things started to get kind of dire, yeah, um, that the Cavs should have gotten, like I guess when they were, the Knicks would be in the bonus. They should have done this earlier. They should have fouled probably to get in the bonus and then just played Hacker Robinson just to get him off the floor because we haven't been able to box him out. That should have probably been probably executed hmm. in the third Um, there, there should have been more drastic things tonight. Uh, they just, they got outwilled. I mean, it's, it's whatever corny things one wants to go with, whatever coach speak you want to say that that was all the series was it's. And of course tonight, what, what did the, I don't remember the exact percentage, but they were, they almost through three quarters hit almost 50% of their threes and they're down by 12. It's like, wow, of course. Like uh, for a time to to hit those, great.
0: They just, it, it took too damn long, bro. And it, it
1: wasn't it, the key guys hitting them either. It's like,
0: no, Jetty, Isaac, you know, there's some of the guys that you would not. Jetty's been terrible this series from a from yeah. purely an offensive standpoint. He's held his own defensively at points. But yeah. He's been trash offensively. Prior to tonight, I want to say, he was averaging like 25% from range. It, it, it's it been ridiculously tough for him, and that's been the case for a, a number of guys on this roster. I mean, before tonight's game, y- you look past the points here. I'm just going to list them off. Prior to tonight, Donovan Mitchell averaged 22 points, 7.8 assists, 4.5 rebounds, but the fucking kicker here is that he shot 30.3% from three-point range and 43.6% from the field. Darius Garland. 20 and a half points looks decent on paper. And, you know, and, and 5.3 assists is fine, but 41.8% from the field is not going to cut it. Although he did he did shoot 44% from three point range.
1: Well, um, realistically, the the game three was that that's going to skew things.
0: Did so, I mean, it. to, yeah, a, to that's,
1: a, a large degree, but it, you're not wrong. It's not like he was just like dominating games. I just thought there were instances he should have been more aggressive, probably less aggressive game than one. others, but I. I I love Evan. I'm not gonna totally grill him like some other people are going to because defensively he's he, he's played really really well. Um, six field goal attempts tonight. Six. He took six
0: shots. It's I, I mean six. Did you see? Did you oh see that God. possession in which Mitchell Robinson he went up for the dunk and Mitchell Robinson completely bodied him, just shut him down. Yeah. That was just indicative yeah. of the entire. But what what has been
1: frustrating is. Go up strong. Mitchell Robinson is, is a is – a, he's a rim deterrent. Like, I don't deny that. But the guy f- walking off the bus, w- w- when he's on the tarmac, he's committing foul. Like, <laughs> it's, it's not hard to get him – to play him off the floor. It's not difficult. Like, it, these are like basic rudimentary things that need to be stressed. The guy jumps on every pump fake. It, it's not difficult. It, it was so frustrating in this series. He is not the guy fouls walking off the tarmac. I, I'm not kidding. This, this is just this is that was ridiculous. I, I don't understand. He's a, a really good, really really good rebounder, and he's a valuable player. I yeah. I don't want to discount Mitchell Robinson, but he is nothing offensively, nothing aside from at the basket. Nothing. You should have they, they should have played the hack game earlier. They probably should have done that throughout the series at times just to get him off the floor, and he's going to put you on the foul line. It, this should not have been that difficult. Like, you have to be willing to take hits to get to the foul line. It, it, all right, whatever. That, that's, <sighs> that's my rant. I apologize, but that was frustrating.
0: Just to 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 wrap a bow around your point here, Mitchell Robinson, prior to tonight, had only been averaging six point eight points and seven point eight rebounds. The blocks, they're there. He is a true rim turn, and he is converting oh, yeah. on on his looks because he's had a ton of putbacks off oh, of he's a, second He's a great rebounder and
1: and great finisher. He plays with force. Um, is is a big body in there. People probably laughed. It, it seemed like with the deal that he got. But he he's a valuable player. I'm not denying that.
0: He does his role. And he knows his role.
1: I, he was far more valuable in the series than Julius Randle. I understand that that he had the ankle. I I, I hope the guy's okay. He was horrible this the series. Mm. Like this was the only game he he really was even remotely effective. Like he he did nothing from he an offensive horrible. standpoint. He was awful <laughs> offensively. He got some rebounds, yes, and he got some some offensive rebounds, sure. Julius Randle is. Not close to the to the value of player in this series, and frankly, in a playoff scenario, as Mitchell Robinson. I know that sounds stupid uh-huh. at face value. Mitchell Robinson is far more impactful in playoff basketball, and Julius Randall's horrible defensively. Damn. He, he's nothing.
0: Mitchell so Robinson, we got, we, lost, the Cavs we lost to the Mitchell Robinson.
1: That 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 was the series. Him and Josh Hart it. on offensive rebounding. Like we got th- we got legitimately three yard and. And a cloud of dusted out of the playoffs. Well, I, I just can't I can't believe it.
0: Truly. Mitchell by himself, more offensive rebounds than the entire Cavs. More, more, more heart, more hustle tonight than the, than the entire roster. It's just fucking ridiculous. Like I I'm trying to contain myself here. Like I said, I'm 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 trying not to react too much, and I'm not gonna blow up here. But tonight's performance, it was just pitiful like you you wanted to see some heart but I'm I'm gonna step back here and I'm gonna get back to the script because obviously there are some key factors here that contributed to tonight's loss and you know we're already talking about one of them so we we might as well get to it it's it's been the offensive rebounding like we we know how much of a key point this was in this series and you know the Cavs were out rebounded in every game during the regular season series against the Knicks I believe out rebounded. By a margin of 189 to 156 in the four regular season games, which it's been very much the same during this series where they've out rebounded the Cavs prior to tonight, 179 to 156. And it's no coincidence that the Cavs lone victory prior to tonight happened in the game where they managed to win the battle of the boards. They didn't do that tonight. And and most of that is tied up in the offensive glass where that pretty much that's a real killer. Prior to Game Five, Cleveland held New York to forty-two point eight percent from the field, including twenty-seven point five percent from three-point range. The Knicks can't hit shit. The, the the Cavs' defense has literally been as advertised. They're actually they actually held New York to the third lowest amount of points in the postseason among the sixteen qualifying teams at just ninety-eight points per game. Uh, but there there obviously are two problems related to this that we'll address, and the first is that despite holding them to such a low percentage and a low point total, they just could not keep them from scoring second-chance points, and, and, and prior to tonight— The Cavs surrendered 71, 71 fucking second chance points to the Knicks. That's the fourth most in the playoffs behind only the Los Angeles Clippers, Atlanta Hawks, and Philadelphia 76ers. It's just flat out tough to win games when you cannot limit extra possessions. And and with all that in mind, Dan, you know, we clearly saw that nothing changed tonight. Was it just Mitchell Robinson? Did, Did he just beat the Cavs mentally and physically so badly that they just didn't want to go up?
1: Well, uh, that is part of it. Uh, the amount of like one-on-three, like contested rebounds he had with ease was, or uh, just uh, uh, they're just flabbergasting. Like, I, I don't understand what what exactly happened there. It, it's like the positioning is is being grilled. It's not exactly that that was so bad. He was just getting so many like like <laughs> tips and, but the the key like our own Josh Cornell Cornelison um Cornelison sorry <laughs> wrote recently how i think this was prior to the last game how like Josh Hart for example um even like Emmanuel quickly mm-hmm. um but Hart in particular was we were just getting like the wings were just not helping much as far as rebounding and obviously Jay had, what, nine rebounds in the two New York games. He was invisible. He, he was just – it was a disappearing act. He didn't do anything in that way. And – but it, it wasn't it, – people are saying a lot of the time when they bring up rebounding, like, size, size. size it, it really was not. It was about positioning and timing. I mean, it's not like Josh Hart is really – Josh
0: tall. Hart had – Josh that was Hart had the, the second most rebounds tonight, Dan. He had 12 rebounds. That's the it, second among that, that both teams. That can happen.
1: That you cannot allow Josh Hart to have 12 rebounds. In the first game, he had 10. And and then in game four just made hustle play after hustle play. Like we got hustle hustle played to death. And the, the credit to them. They made some key shots. Obi Toppin has played really well in this year. Has has played played far well, they, better than Julius Randle. Like I'm not kidding. When Julius Randle got hurt, I know he had a good first half. It, hmm. Watching that, I was thinking that's the nail in the coffin. This game is over because Obi Toppin is going to be playing over him, and he's going to play far better. Especially, like, on the other end of the floor, he's going to get rebounds. He's going to get leak outs. I, like, when Obi Toppin made that transition dunk that could have been, like, I mean, it was kind of like a highlight real dunk. The game was over. It was done. <laughs> yeah, that was it. I mean, it was over.
0: I Nothing mean, else to say. What else can you say? in regard, Bro, six fucking five, Josh Hart out-rebounded two seven-footers. Oh, and, and, and took he took our heart. He took our heart. He did. I mean, I mean
1: <laughs> it's, it's, it's very simple, which is very frustrating, but uh, just just tough. Tough to see.
0: It, it was very, just very tough to watch. And again, you know, we're talking about a Knicks team here that is not an extremely efficient team. They only, on the night, 43.5% from the field, 31% from three-point range. They're not overly efficient. They never have been. They just capitalize so fucking much on these offensive rebounds and second chance points and the Cavs we like again you know we've said it all season long we've said it heading into this series even we knew this was going to be an issue because the Cavs lap, lack depth at the four and five spots and to be honest with you Jared Allen to me you know although I'm not in the camp of saying ship the guy out of town like a lot of people are um, he just did not show me that he was tough at all tonight he looks soft as shit out there for for most of the game and i i hate to say that because i love jared allen i mean he's a very very likable player but you know as dr claw points out down here the the the, the defense and a lot of that was jared allen last night uh tonight when when he would literally leave mitchell robinson <laughs> to get a, to get a board to to go out and play some help beat and that was part of the reason why mitchell was able to snag so many of those boards but Jarrett just didn't show a lot And he just frankly at points during The series looks like he didn't want to be Out there Um, I don't know Maybe something will come out I'm hoping not because You know I don't want any excuses or anything like that But this has just been Flat out disheartening to Watch just because I feel like this This Cavaliers team bro Like correct me if I'm wrong And you could if you felt otherwise heading into this Series Cavs more talented Team the Knicks might be deeper but the Cavs, in my opinion, had the more talent in this series. And we know talent does not always win out. You, you, it, it means nothing if you're not playing on one accord and you're not really utilizing it to your strengths. So I feel like going into this series that Cleveland should have won this. and My prediction was seven games. I knew they would lose a few, but I did not see for the life of me a five-game you know, a gentleman sweep. I did not see this ending in five games on Cleveland's home turf. Just very disheartening. Um, I didn't get a chance to speak with you prior to the seasons, uh, to the series starting. How many games did you have this going? And did you have the Cavs winning?
1: I, I thought it'd be six or seven. I it I guess I, I thought home court, I I I'm actually not somebody that's huge on home court, really making like as Huge of a difference as some others, but I thought it, d- it would have mattered. And I, I thought the cat, I definitely thought the Cavs would win in seven at minimum. I thought like I picked in six realistically, but like I, I thought they'd be able to get one in, in Manhattan, I thought they were going to be able to get one. Um, but just not, I, I didn't see this coming, I really didn't. Uh, yeah, I, I thought the Cavs were marginally better. Um, but I I just didn't think they'd get body this much. I really didn't see that. Um, I thought if we were gonna lose, I thought it'd be kind of more like the Knicks made some like key baskets tonight. I mean, <laughs> I thought their bench, like I thought guys like quickly, um, maybe Toppin in theory might have been the difference on the margins, but I I just I didn't think from. I just didn't think we'd lose demonstratively, like in terms of. I mean, rebounding was a a, was a concern, but I just didn't think it would be like such an overwhelming, (laughs) like majority. This whole like most of the time, I I it's just mind blowing. I mean, they. I I guess I didn't see the Knicks being as an arm our home floor like that. I, I I didn't like the first game. Okay. Like I, I was actually very concerned about game 1. I thought uh we might have like major jitters in that situation as as some teams do um but this I just it's not, I it's mean it, it was terrible. And and people are going to blame JB. He deserves some blame. I, I am not Absolutely. that at all. But I just given like I just didn't see the I didn't see the offensive rating for us being this bad in this series. I just, I didn't, I, I didn't see it, but I, I'm not a Tibbs guy, but credit to him. I mean, he got bodied by LeBron X amount of times. So, <laughs> but in the, he did, he did a really good job in the series and those Brunson traps, the last three games did nothing. They, they didn't do anything and they were not forceful enough. Um, the Cavs, in the series lost the four on three battles. Like they, Mm -hmm. they lost the Knicks made plays out of four on threes credit to them. The Cavs didn't. And it's just unfortunate because this game, they actually hit their threes and Mm -hmm. they, this could, this was every bit as bad of a a performance to me as the game three. It was every bit as bad because they did not play with any fortitude, just not zero. So well,
0: it is what it it is. At the end of the day, man, you got to score more points than the other team. And the Cavs just have failed to do that all, all series long. I mean, the other point to what we were talking about earlier in regards to those, you know, the offensive rebounding and limiting the Knicks to such a low point total, that doesn't mean shit if you can't score yourself. Holding the Knicks to 98 points, that's great. That's that's terrific defense. But prior to tonight's game, the Cavs are only scoring 94 points per game themselves on 44 and a half percent from the field, including a very, very shitty 30.8 percent from distance is just terrible to watch. And tonight, like you pointed out, that kind of changed. They actually were halfway decent offensively for for a, a fair deal of the game in regards to shooting the ball, at least. 46.7% from the field 39.4% from three point range by far their best game in that regard. But the stat sheet, obviously, you know, when you look looking at this box score is not going to make you feel any better. And it just all boiled down at least tonight, the fucking rebounding battle. And that was the the nail in the coffin. It just, you cannot surrender a collective 30 rebounds between Mitchell Robinson and Josh Hart. Those two almost out rebounded Cleveland on their own. <laughs> if that gives anybody a, a more clear example. Josh Hart and Mitchell Robinson nearly out-rebounded Cleveland by themselves. And it's just, I don't know. Now we're going to have to go through an entire off-season of chatter over whether or not J.B. Bickerstaff should be fired. Should we trade Jared Allen? Should Isaac Okoro be moved? There's just going to be a ton of questions, and I get it. Some of them will be valid. I can't I can't sit up here and say, and, and I'm going to ask you your opinion, I cannot definitively say that They're not entitled to their beliefs on JB being fired after losing in five, but you know I'm not necessarily in agreement. I think I would give him one more season. He's also learning. This is a new playoff environment for him. Um, He did get outcoached, no lie. Tom Thibodeau, with much more experience, easily outcoached him. Um, Although JB did make some timely adjustments, and you know at at a few different moments. Throughout this series, especially game two But I, I think you already said it earlier But I just want to get you uh, to reiterate it If faced with the question of firing J.B. Bickerstaff And I know some of this is going to be tied to Well, who else is available? Because uh, we just saw Ime, uh Yudoka get picked up by Houston And there's just not a lot of big names left out there um, What is your thought process on J.B. Bickerstaff moving forward?
1: Well, you said it. Um, I think it's one more year. Uh, this, this, These playoffs have a lot of bearing. Um, I That's totally valid. Um, the pitchforks are going to be out. That's clear. I mean, they already are. They probably have been. Rightfully
0: so. They've been out all season long, but rightfully yeah. so at this point.
1: But I, I will say they need to get shooters. This is going to sound silly as well. Maybe they should have given Sam Merrill run tonight. I, I'm not
0: kidding. Some people suggested they, that.
1: I wouldn't. I, I maybe wouldn't they have should have. That. I don't know. Like at least if he hits one three, space, space the floor a little bit. I mean Donovan Darius. All things considered, I don't think played that bad tonight. They were playing in in like a two by two phone booth. Even with the Cavs hitting threes, it it might have done something. It, it, this, watching this game or really this series, though. I I do come back. This is this is bad, but it's just really I just kept thinking, wow, if Dylan Windler could actually ever be on the floor, like like that that's the kind of player that really could have made a difference. Like obviously this is all hypothetical stuff, but they need floor spacing clearly. That that is so obvious. They need guys that can be flamethrowers. Not having, not being able to get Malik Beasley. I know he didn't, ha- isn't had a good series, but yeah, he would have, like, he would have helped. I, again, I'm not going to blame Karis. He actually played pretty well. Karis had a good
0: series, bro, outside but, of one game.
1: Yeah. Oh my goodness, like, but the Fro, I, I gotta say, he he didn't help his cause. Like, he is the more of he was more the concern in the series than JB. He got bodied. I mean, there's nothing else to say. <laughs> and unfortunately, I, I, I like I like J.A. I, I really think, Me like, too. Nas Reed would be a good add. Um, they need a backup big that can really, I mean, actually be playable. I mean, sorry, Rolo. Like,
0: Thoughts like, on Khalifa dude, like, he, uh, like being brought Pick over. up a new hobby.
1: But they J.A., he has been bodied by some better centers in, in throughout the season. I hate to say it because he was so instrumental for our defense and the success there. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was uh, more telling than the JB thing, just because he just he played so timid, and especially like offensively, like play with force. Like you, you got to do so, like those. I'm sick of those lefty push shots. Like, and then he was shooting <laughs> them lefty when he didn't have to. It's like, dude, y- you have some pretty good footwork. Get your head down and put the ball in the glass, and don't be afraid. <laughs> the Cavs, to me whether they'll say, obviously won't be said publicly. They looked scared to get to the free throw line to me. And that was a problem. And they just, they got to get a real guy, either a real bucket getter in the off season. Um, or, At the five
0: or just, no, overall? I'm just saying
1: it, for like the bench. Yeah. Um, But realistically, either that or you improve in the margins with like a backup big that can actually like be an offensive guy. You can, rely on for something. Yeah. But the the spacing was was a key issue and it, the other problem is I mean the your FTS guys have hit on this. Danny Green should have gotten some run in the regular season before the playoffs. Like he should have. I understand that he was coming off the injury clearly, but that that couldn't have helped JB's confidence with the lack of run he had. Like there there are things that you could see, like the writing was on the wall, looking yeah. back in that stuff. So, I'm not having the pitchfork out, but if JB listens to J trade off, trade offers, I mean, nobody would be shocked at this point.
0: So, I mean, it's going to come up, and I think it's going to be something that you're going to have to take a look a serious look at if it gives you a serious upgrade and i don't want to ship jay out of town i'll be the first to say that i know a lot of people are suggesting that hey if you can trade jay for a quality three and d wing somebody to really start at that three and then maybe get somebody who can still give you a pretty significant run at the starting five position then that's a win and it to that i'd say it depends upon the return it, it would highly depend upon the player that you're receiving in return. This has been an abysmal series for Jared Allen. Now, there's no lie. They just they just completed the stats for tonight, and the series all in total, Jared Allen, 9.4 points, 7.4 rebounds, 61.1% from the field. But, bro, when you're taking six shot attempts, <laughs> it, it's six shot attempts tonight and three in game three, it just – Play with a little bit more gusto. Play with a little bit more heart. I mean, the the man literally finished with fours across the board. Four points, four rebounds, four assists tonight. That cannot happen. Oh no, that that is that's as bad as you can get. That nobody's
1: going to be that mad in this kind of situation if he's taking more more than than more shots. Like I don't know exactly what they're going to – they're going to have to probably get three guys in return have, if they did something yeah, with him. But this is coming from me, for the record. <laughs> we could have – we would have been better. I, I cannot believe I'm actually saying these words. We would have been better maybe in this series with Andre Drummond. I, I, am, I, I saw some pathetic. people suggest
0: that tonight. I, I cannot believe I'm saying those words. Andre's right. not. It's he's actually true. a bad player, though, man. He's just like I. He got a lot of shit, obviously, because he just
1: played well, like Drummond a is player. kind of the issue going forward. Like he will get to the free throw line. He'll get an offensive rebound. Unlike rebounds, Mitchell Robinson, bad. he won't finish them. Is kind of the problem, and he shoots a hell of a lot more than he should. Yeah. But if you get him in a vacuum in this kind of situation, he could help. I mean, at least maybe they look at bringing him back. In the in the off season. I I don't see it, but it, the lack of playable like backup bigs was was so bad. And of course, you got to think Kevin Love saw that and it's just smiling. Like you, you have to have to think
0: he's in a he's in a position right now to move on to the second round. So Kevin Love is is going to have a deeper playoff run. Than the that stings. And I was one. Of, I was definitely on the board of like trade not trade him but you know if he walked out the door whatever but clearly that that is that has hurt us tremendously even if kevin love was not shooting the ball tremendously well he still can rebound He he's still a body that you can put out there and i'll be the first to admit should not have let him go man that that's probably the first time that i've said that and i just i gotta get that off my chest because that shit it, it's coming back to bite us one of the rare Misses at this point, I feel from Kobe, um, who's been pretty great in his tenure uh, you know, as president of basketball operations, but just not something that is going to sit well in my stomach. And like I said, man, we gotta go through a whole fucking off season now of chatter about all these different things. We're gonna look and consider about different trades, we're gonna see about different free agents that can be brought in. I've heard like Mo Bamba. I'd love Mo Bamba in
1: here. He can I would shoot it. Mo Bama can shoot it. That's like the other end of the spectrum. But they need in a backup guy and a backup big. They need a guy that can actually beat an offensive threat, like somewhat. Like that, that's the other end of the spectrum that I, that I mean you need you need to have four, we can't have five. like another veteran presence guy in the backup big this season. We we can't have that. Like you are past that at this point. Yeah, we're past we're that. We're Davis past is the and Robin Lopez so. of the world like, and, and Rolo, props to him, like, had, a, had an impressive career. I mean, lasting this long as, as a player of his ilk is, is impressive, really. But it, this was just not great. It, it just it really it exposed some things. I mean, that's, that's fair It to highlighted say, your the,
0: biggest needs if you didn't already
1: know them. Like, oh, we, yeah. We, we knew them before. Yeah. We knew the Cavs were flawed. That's fair to say. I just thought, like you stated, the top end talent I thought was going to make enough of a difference that they, be able to win 4-2, to two, but it just actually figures, because, of course, if they won this series, they could very well be playing the eight seed in the second round. Like, the Cavs, theora- like in theory... The path was there. Could have had a real path, so...
0: The path to at least the East Finals was possible. if they that. played...
1: Anybody who plays Boston is probably going to get waxed because yeah. of their versatility, but... I mean, I don't know. I, the, seeing the Cavs, like, match up in a playoff series with Derek White and like bench units would just be not great, but not, not good. This was very, very, like you said, disheartening. Not, that's just, the, that's really the, the best way to describe the series disheartening. So,
0: Yeah. And now we got to sit with that <laughs> for the rest of the off season. Uh, Taylor Haston. Down yeah. Says, he's on, you know what? He's on it true. with that one too. That kind of helped. They, yeah. Would you think about trying to see what Dylan Brooks would you bring in up I knew up? you were going to bring it up. Uh, I mean, how can I not? He's like one of the biggest dicks in the NBA. Oh, I mean, no, it's
1: it's not so far-fetched. Uh, I mean, and at this point, here's the other thing is, his value is going to be as as low as it possibly could have been. Shit, he did you that to, to himself. Think. Yeah, he yeah. did that to himself. <laughs> why he was still shooting, I, I have no clue. There's a reason why you're open. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he they need somebody – Kind of like that. That's going to be in the fray. I mean, at this point, Would you he's get a kinda, Pat Bev. Maybe he's got Bev. That's another one. I'd love Bev in here. Um, unfortunately, Ricky Rubio. I, I am a Rubio guy. I've always been a fan of him. Um, such a fun passer to watch. But he he's got to be done. Like they 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 kind of have to move him. I mean, I just I they he just doesn't move. He doesn't move how he was. And I know, like you have said over and over, athleticism not his strength. But he has looked as, like, immobile as possible in his minutes, unfortunately. Um, so you need a real backup big at minimum and a real backup, like, lead guard that, yeah, it can be a pass sure, but can at least hit some open threes. I mean, Bev can do that. And like you have said, like, he's, he's always going to light fire on your team's ass, so. There's a lot of things that Kobe's got away. I mean, the, the job I, for him now. This is going to be the by far hardest off season of of his career by by far away. I mean, this is a as t- okay, maybe not the the Kyrie off season, but it's kind of at the point where it's like, all right, well, where the where the, where the hell do the Cavs go from here? Because there's there's a lot of questions. It's not going to be necessarily easy either.
0: I don't think that you're going to be able to answer all of them this off either. And I think that's going to be the tough thing. I think with what you have oh, no, you with won't. the assets that you have available, um, you know, cap space, all that good stuff, you know, you're going to have to pick and choose your battles here. Like I personally, I don't think they're, they're going to have enough to upgrade the small forward. I think we walk into next season with Isaac Okoro or Karis Levert starting. I um, think I've, they have
1: to be sign and trade. it has yeah, to be right.
0: You're going to have to ship some pieces out that, they probably don't want to do. So we're looking at moves on the margin here where I mean it's it can be done. There's things that can be done, but it, it would require some drastic move to be made. And I just don't see that happening. I think maybe Tori Craig,
1: I think you could maybe target a guy like that.
0: Yeah. I mean that Possible. that'd be a good one. I like the name Bismack Biombo. If we're talking about a guy who can go out there and rebound, defend, he can still block shots with, with at a pretty decent rate and he can still rebound. I mean, JaVale McGee, mm-hmm. you look at bringing him back. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned earlier, I like Khalifa Diop. Um, yeah, I like the idea. He's a guy him you, over. you should give a look. I think, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Definitely. you know, you know what though, it, I I think really
1: in the closing stretch of the season. Well, I I, I well, obviously it's the what the, the eligibility. <laughs> uh, no, Mobley? I was just gonna say Isaiah Mobley. Yeah, like next year, I I like needs like a legit look. Like he he has real offensive skill set. And as some stretch game, uh, I, like they need to think this this off season, they just they have to really prioritize offense. It's it's very clear. Um, they just have to get guys in the margins that obviously like obviously can make winning plays. But yeah, there's got to be guys that they can just rely on and say, I know I'm getting from player X. That's uh-huh. my my seventh eighth guy night to night tonight. tonight. And I know that's hard to say in a in a, in a vacuum. It sounds great, but there's guys that they can figure it out. The Kobe can. Um, it's just they're gonna have to make some decisions. The guys are gonna have to be shipped out, and probably a few gonna have to bring in some new bodies, new blood. But I think the leadership is there in this group yeah. at, at the key spots. I think it is. And I'm not saying I want Jay gone. I just think they need to be very harsh and blunt with him about what he needs to work on in the offseason. He needs to – like, there are times when you see, like, there's opportunities where he gets the ball and wants to make a play out of the short roll. It's like, okay, like, I, I he's a much-improved passer, but you have got to be able to make those, like, Nikola Vucevic shots in, in that pocket. You have to be able to do that. It's not that hard. I mean, for like, the guy can make those. He just needs to be willing. You need to be more daring as a shooter. That is the problem. he, ha- he has to be a shooter, period. And they need to tell him that. And that's on JB because he's not allowing him to do it clearly, you have to think. So uh,
0: for, for me, like for Alan, like some of those things can be worked on. I don't I don't necessarily think you can just all of a sudden, you know, uh <laughs> um develop a heart, you know, in regard not not develop a heart, but develop heart and develop hustle. Uh, grit and whatnot I think that's just Something that's innately in you or it isn't um, And I just think Ja You know for better or worse I just don't think he's that kind Of guy and that does that mean that he's a bad player No he's been he's he's an Exceptionally talented guy for His role he plays his role pretty well most Of the time it's why he was in the all-star Game last season but you know in, in at times like this in a playoff Environment when they slow The pace down when they force they, they pack the paint tremendously. You have to be able to space the floor. Obviously, Mobley is still a work in progress in that regard, and Jared Allen, you know, until he starts to want to be able to be more physical in there, you're not going to be able to offset that. They're just going to take advantage of that. Um, one of the things I did want to ask you, though, man, because we already know there's some people who shall not be named that are probably chomping at the bit right now to talk <clears throat> shit <laughs> about the Cleveland Cavaliers in this trade. Do you consider this? I asked Corey this just the other day, and I think we're we're on agreement here. Um, You know, it's 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 kind of hard to separate what happened in this series from the overall like the future and the timeline here. But do you consider this season to be a failure?
1: I don't. I thought it isn't the sense that I really thought they would win multiple playoff games. I really do, but it wasn't to me really tipping the scales in that way. Like I thought the ceiling would be one series win. Uh, But no, I don't think it was. He won 50 games. Um, I believe, I think they were in the top like first and then eighth in in offensive rating. So no, I I can't say there was a failure, (sighs) but I think going in, even in the closing stretch of the season, the Cavs did fine, but there were some losses that you felt like, okay, this is not great. There's some issues here underlying. And the bench was that was just a clear weak link. And we're not at the, given the inexperience this team had, they they need more there and they need more proven guys, is I think the the what we're looking at. Um, but even I, I do think like this draft pick is not like completely like throw away. Like a lot of people probably think that, but you could maybe help in, in potential trades using future picks, which I would imagine is definitely in the cards, but they just need to get more guys that are like viable offensively in that are like in the rotation. And I like Jetty always will be a Jetty guy, but they just they need yeah. guys that are more consistent at least and have like one legit skill they're elite at off the bench. Like I think just for Kobe, that's that's gotta be apparent at this point. And I keep coming back to Reed. He's he's a dude that can make he can do do work against like bench
0: come on, bigs. in Philly?
1: Uh on uh, Minnesota, sorry. Oh, okay, okay. Not as Reed. Gotcha. Um, I, I think he was injured in the playoffs. I don't think he's played. I think it was like prior to that too. But I, I believe he'll be unrestricted. Um, that's a guy I'll look at. But they, again, they just it, this hurts because I didn't think the Cavs would be losing due to fortitude. I honestly didn't. I thought it'd be like New York's bench skill set would be the yeah. issue. That's a little like you said, like disheartening. But I don't think it's. It's not something I necessarily saw in the season. That's what was weird. So I'm not – it could have just been like the Cavs were kind of just – the moment it was too big, that's possible. But they need forwards that, as this tune-in sports one guy said, um, can be real difference makers, have have length. That's key. Cavs um, don't have a
0: true small forward on the roster. In my No, opinion. they
1: don't. They don't. Um, that that's obviously one of the things, but I don't know. Kobe's going to have to work his Magic again. I don't think it's necessarily the case that he won't, but it's it, Levert being back is not necessarily like the shoe in thing I think some might think, but we'll see. I, I value what he brings. It's just, oh man, I miss Lowry. I gotta say it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That was late. God, no, that was late nuts. No, God, he's so, uh, he's just
1: so good. Like, I mean
0: uh, yeah, we all love Lowry. I mean, it would be yeah. it Obviously would be like, nice. I'm not
1: I am not one of those people that say we shouldn't do the trade. We shouldn't do I'm not gonna I'm not gonna play that game. It's just they need legit false small forward skill set. That's and that, that's clear.
0: Yeah. So. I think though they will figure it out. I think it's just gonna be a tough the offseason tough decisions to be made honestly i think karis is going to be brought back i kind of i think they kind of box themselves into a corner with that one i think
1: they they will too or they I mean, um, will bring him but and i so think it could mean ice is gone
0: it's completely possible you know you guys know i mean i i really have harped on isaac a all season long i love isaac and but i've also never been opposed to moving on from isaac if it means a true upgrade i just don't see that happening so i see like next season i think you're you're starting five and your sixth man is set with karis or or isaac whatever they decide in that regard i think at least those six players are pretty set i think you got to move on from ricky i think jetty is still a safe bet to be brought back although his deal is non-guaranteed i want to say his final year is non-guaranteed and then that's you know, from at that point, I don't know what decisions you're going to make. Dean Wade, a guy who was thought of to you know be able to step in in that Kevin Love role and provide in a la a you know a floor spacer, stretch four kind of guy, did not pan out. He got played off the floor. Uh, Lamar Stevens, we we love Lamar Stevens, hard and hustle. He should have played more in this series, but the question marks will always remain until he can knock down the three ball. Um, you know, then you go further past that. Robin Lopez will be gone um you know you have your two ways and you're gonna have to make some decisions on them personally your stretch forward need i think isa isaiah mobley could could scratch that itch for you i think he could possibly suit in you know suit up at that role and then the backup five you if the Cavs enter this next season without a quality backup center i'm gonna lose my mind bro (laughs) it's 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 assuredly needed you got to get it, as TuneIn says down here as well. I would give, I would give Sam Merrill a shot heading into he next season. He needs a legit
1: shot. He really does. Yes, like
0: same, like
1: 58 percent. Like he, he needs it. This is his yeah. time for sure.
0: I mean, what better? Like if there, it's now or never in that regard. If you need cheap talent off the bench, you know you're going to have to make moves on the margin. Why not give him a shot? And You're also yeah. going to have to look at bringing in a, a quality addition as well. I think they will help. I mean, they could end up bringing Luke Travers over. for All we know, there's just I,
1: didn't he get like a, wasn't there like a three-year extension or something like with his club? With I, I, don't exactly I, don't I don't know. I don't know how, how that what the honest. specifics were, but I would assume yeah. that it has an NBA out. I was just going to say him too. Like he, he's a dynamic I like Travers. He, he, he's a playmaker, a man. Yeah, he's a dynamic player, but I just don't know. Like, they're gonna have to divvy out the minutes. Um, I would imagine that there's got to be two wings that that like in the rotation that are gone. Like, there has to be. I, I'm yeah. not saying like whether it's my opinion or not. I'd be shocked if they weren't.
0: At this point. They're gonna have to be. I mean, we're just we had a long off season to talk about all this stuff, but to go out yep. tonight like we did, uh, no, I
1: cannot believe we let. I, I loved Hart. You're you were a Hart guy for sure too. I was. I wrote Hart some articles about is, him. I mean, he is is obviously the name. Like
0: he showed it. I mean, it, the stats are not always going to reflect it, but Hart. You he's know, one of the
1: best rim deterrents in the league this season too.
0: He was, so. and he was he was out hustling the Cavs for boards all this series, which. You know, to me, yeah. I get it. Like, obviously, we all wanted Hart to be resigned, but to me, I'm just, I'm of the mindset that obviously, in my opinion, if you would have retained Hart, the Cavs would have not been in position to get Evan because I think they would have won a few more games.
1: Yeah, maybe um, it's
0: possible. Um, but I'm, I'm happy to see him doing well. You know, objectively, yeah. it's just, oh yeah, it just to watch him, to watch a guy like him, you know, beat our ass on on some of the key points. It's just hurts uh same thing with josh hart a lot of a lot of people wanted josh hart i honestly i was not a huge josh hart fan prior to the trade deadline but he's he's played very good basketball since arriving in new york
1: yeah i mean he's he's a winning player um that's really the moniker it's been for every level for him and he, he was solid with portland i mean he was good yeah but i just didn't think like playoff difference maker i i guess like if if he does this again in another round i mean man is that guy gonna get paid but it's just the lack of urgency in this in this game the last two games it, it's just not good uh not great
0: <sighs> um,
1: but we'll have to see who knows yeah
0: Time will tell. I think that's a good <laughs> stopping point for us before I uh, before I lose my mind here. Um, a lot of evaluation to be done. You know, the season is over for the Cavs today, but that the offseason just started, so there's a lot of work to do. Um, we'll see what Kobe Altman has up his sleeve. Hopefully it's something big. Um, I'm going to urge you guys, you know, not to be too reactionary. This season as a whole, Tremendous success from the regular season standpoint. 51 games, that's no small feat, considering, in my opinion, they did it mostly without a bench. Um, you know, to, to win 51 games mostly off this, the backs of five to six players, um, that's pretty big stuff. And to, to all the people out there that think that, you know, this team is going to end up being like a, a continual first round exit or this is like the ceiling for this Cavs team, no you know i mean that the collective age of the group of players that we have right now if you factor in uh if you factor in isaac okoro is something like 23.4 uh you know they're a very young group there's still a lot of internal development to be had i'm excited about the future i'm just heavily disappointed about how the season ended that's where i'm at man that being said like we always tell you guys, if you'd like to reach out to us, you can add its cavalier underscore pod on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, and more. If you'd like to be added to the exclusive its cavalier discord chat, you know what to do. Leave a rating, leave a review, send a screenshot of said review to its cavalier 53 at gmail.com. Damn. That's like the first time I've not fucked up on that. in like, I don't know, 10 episodes. <laughs> uh, so it feels good. Maybe it's because Corey's not here, <laughs> um, but um Yeah. Go Cavs. We're in for a long offseason. Don't get discouraged. And tune in for more. Sam Errol breakout next year for Jackson (laughs) Flickinger.